This is a rerun. This is a rerun. This is a rerun. It's going into your. It seems. It looks like it's going into your head. I think. It, I think it's going into your head. Oh, it's, it's definitely going into your head. It's a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head. Uh, number something. Uh, it's number something of into your head. Now, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking it was number something last week as well, uh, except it was more defined. Uh, you described what the something was. Uh, in fact, you, you've probably defined exactly what number it was, uh, rather than just saying number something. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still number something. So it was number something last time, and it's number something this time, and it'll probably be number something the next time as well. So it's, it's basically it's repetition. Uh, well, that's not the case. Uh, if you have two algebra equations, and one of them says 2x is equal to 3 times y, and the other equation says 2x is equal to 5 times w, uh, it doesn't mean that you're repeating the same thing over again just because you used x twice. Uh, x could stand for something completely different in the second equation. X could stand for uh, the number 74, for example, in the first equation, and in the second equation it could stand for a cat. Uh, X is, X is uh, a movable feast that can be used to describe different things in different situations as long as you either define X or else uh, give enough information for X to be calculated uh, it's okay uh, of course if you wouldn't use X uh, to mean two different things in the same equation because that would mess things up uh, you couldn't say 2X is equal to 3X where the first X uh, equals the number 78 and the second X equals a cat's tail because uh, that would cause confusion you'd have to make them two slightly different X's uh, you'd have to say, uh, well, you'd have to make them different. You know, one, one of the X's would have to be a W instead of an X. Uh, and, of course, uh, they, they don't use W in equations because that causes confusion in mathematics. Because uh, someone puts down a U and then someone calls out the word, uh, calls out and says, uh, putting a W there, and the person who's listening and dictating this uh, thinks they're being put in two times the letter U uh, rather than the letter W. And then that messes up the whole thing. It sets the cat amongst the pigeons, and they'll tell you the pigeons don't come out of it very well, unless there's a, a lot of pigeons to in which case, uh, the higher the number of, the, of pigeons, uh, the higher the pigeon to cat ratio, the higher the chance of uh, a number of pigeons coming out of it unharmed or at least alive. Uh, because a cat can only chase uh, so many pigeons in one go. Uh, in fact, they'll probably set their arse on one pigeon. They'll decide which, which one they want the most or which one they have a best chance of getting. Uh, depending on how lazy they're feeling, and then they'll ignore the rest of the pigeons. Uh, but that's no consolation if you're a pigeon and you're in a group of three pigeons and there's four cats. Uh, you have a good chance of getting caught unless you, unless you have a lot of experience of escaping from cats, uh, which I suppose, I suppose many pigeons do. Uh, except the ones in the middle of London in Trafalgar Square, the famous pigeons of Trafalgar Square. They probably don't have much experience with cats, because cats aren't going to live in Trafalgar Square. Uh, there's no shelter there. It's a big open space with a pillar in it. Uh, it's not even a proper pillar that you can climb up. It's not like a tree or something. It's a smooth pillar uh, with a straight edge, and a cat isn't going to be able to climb that. So there's no, there's nothing for a cat in Trafalgar Square. Uh, a cat isn't going to go and live there, unless it has owners happen to live there, and, and they happen to like its owners very much. Uh, but his owners aren't going to live in Trafalgar Square. Nobody lives in Trafalgar Square. It's a park in the middle of a roundabout. 
it's not it's not a housing it's not it's not a housing zone the area and even if it was uh, nobody has yet built housing on it and if they did uh, there'd be there'd have to be some mistake and the houses would be knocked down because I'm pretty sure that area is not zoned residential uh, and they'd have to explain that one in court and say and say that they try to convince the judge that they misunderstood uh, the planning permission and thought they were allowed to build houses in the middle of Trafalgar Square. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't like to have to be the solicitor in charge of that one. Uh, well, not in charge. The solicitor wouldn't be in charge. The solicitor acts on behalf of the defendant. The solicitor isn't in charge at all. But there'd be a solicitor in, in charge of the legal team and uh, in charge of, of, of setting out a strategy for defending the the company or person in question, but that's that's obvious. We all know that. We've all seen Law and Order and CSI, and uh, we know that there's no there's no court stuff in CSI. It's it's a crime scene investigation drama. There's no court cases at all whatsoever shown or depicted on that television program. So I don't know why I mentioned that. Uh, Law and Order, I believe there are uh, court cases. And uh, what else? That that one with the old guy uh, who's getting older and older every day to invest. Not Natlock, the other guy. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the hell you call him. That that old guy who's always in these uh, murder mystery one-off dramas on the television. Uh, usually in the afternoon because it's if old people like it. And he's a bit like Matlock. Well, he's not Matlock. He's someone. Columbo. That's who I'm talking about. Columbo. Uh, he goes off with his. Uh, hair and his his ever whitening hair and his ever dampening old person's mood and his uh, sense of humour and his, that's probably what keeps him alive his sense of humour if you don't have a sense of humour you'll die straight away uh, well not straight away not immediately as you come out of the womb you won't die uh, at that point uh, babies don't need a sense of humour because they don't understand anything that's being said to them so it's not like they're going to take offence at something uh, because they don't have a sense of humour and can't laugh it off. Uh, they basically just go around. They're actually, babies have a very bad sense of humour. If you want to look at it that way, they go around crying every time there's anything wrong with them. Uh, they don't look on the bright side of life at all. In fact, half of them go around looking miserable and say, look at me, uh, I've got crap in my nappy and nobody's noticed yet, and I'm hungry, and I can't sleep. And uh, Well, I can sleep, uh, but I'm... I'm tired. I'm so tired that I can't get to sleep. And besides which, I seem to be lying on the floor, uh, being looked at by people who who look uh, tired themselves. They should probably get some sleep. I don't know why they're not sleeping. Uh, ever since I was born, I've never seen those two people have much sleep at all. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they're setting a bad example to me as their baby. They should be sleeping and setting an example to me. And they looked all surprised when I don't sleep. I can't sleep because I've never been taught how to sleep. Uh, it's never been demonstrated to me. Uh, so that's it. Uh, that's life as a baby. <laughs> break. Uh, well, it may well have been a break or it may well not have. I don't know. Uh, I haven't made the editing uh, decisions uh, necessary to determine that yet. I'm still in the recording session. I'll do the editing later. Uh, I can't I can't do everything in one go. I'm not a, a one-man band. Anyway, as, as, as you join me, uh, I've just made some instant mash, uh, instant mashed potato, as you foreigners may call it. 
and I've got I've got some powder and I've got some boiling water and some margarine and I mixed them all up together in a jug and now I'm going to eat it and it's going to be absolutely fantastic and you get you get to witness it so here it goes I'll put some on this fork and I'll insert it into my mouth uh, it's extremely hot uh, it's, it's, as, it's as hot as one of those coffee mugs that you get out of McDonald's that's, uh, that says, uh, it says on the lid, uh, Caution, contents are extremely hot. Uh, well, the contents of this jug are extremely hot too. Uh, well, except the fork. The fork isn't hot. Uh, but it probably will be eventually, because uh, metal conducts heat, and the heat from the potato is probably going to be conducted into the metal on this fork. And thank Christ has got a plastic handle. Because uh, otherwise my hand would be burnt off. I'd have no hand left. Uh, I'd end up on one of those Discovery Channel documentaries about people who've had their hands burned off. Uh, hopefully there'll be a happy ending. Actually, they wouldn't screen it unless there's a happy ending. They, they don't screen stuff where the guy ends up dying. Uh, they don't say on Discovery, they don't say, uh, here's a program about a guy who had a life-saving operation. Uh, by the way, he died. And good night. Thank you for watching. Sleep peacefully. Uh, don't have nightmares. I thought he wouldn't do that. Uh, television is supposed to be feel-good, uh, even if it's about death. It's about being close to death. Uh, they avoid making it directly approaching death in these documentaries. They always make sure the person... Uh, the person doesn't die, uh, but they make sure they go very close to death. And they have a life, life or death experience. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, oh, that thing where you see the white light approaching you, and then the ambulance stops, and then they come in, and the guy puts you onto a stretcher, and then they take you off to hospital. That's a, I think it's called it's a near-death experience. That's what I was trying to think of. Tremendously exciting moment at a, at a junction in my life, a juncture, if you will. Uh, I've recorded approximately 10 minutes for this show, and a decision needs to be made now as to whether it's just going to be 10 minutes long, or whether I'm going to record a load of more stuff like I'm doing now, and extend it beyond the 10 minute point. Uh, I suppose the decision has already been made. Uh, I seem to have re just recorded the last minute of material will make it. Uh, longer than 10 minutes. It'll make it 11 minutes long, and uh, that's an ever-ascending length until I stop, press stop now and stop recording this, because uh, it's not like I'm going to delete this crap and not use it. I, I use everything. Uh, there's no leftovers from into your head at all. There's not, nothing goes on the scrap heap or in the recycle bin. If I record some crap, I damn well use it. Because uh, my words are not to be wasted. Uh, if someone says something, whether it's worth saying or not worth saying, uh, it's worth uh, publishing. Because if it's not worth saying, uh, then someone can analyse it and decide, decide that it wasn't worth saying, and then humanity can learn something from that. Uh, for example, if Hitler came along and said something really evil, uh, we'd all be able to ascertain from that that Hitler is evil and that his... Uh, political views are not something to be followed. Uh, but because he said that useless thing, uh, we learned something from that. If he hadn't said it at all, uh, then we wouldn't have been able to ascertain anything from him not saying anything. Uh, that, that's the law, you know, nowadays. Uh, you, 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 can't, uh, you can't interpret someone's silence as as, uh, as evidence. Well, you can. Uh, they've changed that law recently. But I'm referring to the old law, because uh, uh, there's nothing like being stuck in the past uh, I don't know about you, but I'm stuck in the past. I was born in 1976, 
Uh, that was 32 years ago, and my date of birth hasn't changed since. Uh, I know this because I went into uh, I went into an establishment a couple of years ago, and they wanted my driving license as proof of age. And uh, they looked at my driving license, and I said my date of birth was 11th of January 76. Uh, but then they noticed that my driving license had expired, so they said, oh, this uh, driving license is out of date. Uh, so I had to explain to them that I was coming to purchase alcohol uh, and not to... Uh, and not not to not to drive around their their store and uh, that I don't drive anymore, so I haven't renewed my driving license. And I told them my date of birth hasn't changed; it doesn't go out of date. Uh, you don't have to renew your date of birth. And uh, I don't think they understood, but they decided to humour me and accept this therefore as uh, substantial evidence of of uh, well to their to to, to their needs anyway. It, they decided that to deem it as satisfying their requirements. Uh, they probably also decided that I was a lunatic, uh, but they didn't say that to me. Uh, they just made it clear by their actions, by accepting my evidence without protest. Uh, they made it obvious that they thought that I was a lunatic. And that's it. I was, very, I was very offended at that statement that they didn't make. I probably would have been more offended if they said it out loud. I'm glad they didn't now, because uh, I would have become obsessed with it for the last couple of years and being able to think of nothing else. Uh, now, I'm a little distracted because I'm just writing the description for this week's podcast. Uh, let's see, I'll see. Uh, a shorter than usual uh, dollop of drivel, that's what we'll call it. Dollop of drivel, in which Neil spouts utter nonsense uh, with unique in house musical numbers and occasional extra lectures and things from Joanne. Now that's a load of crap because there's nothing from Joanne in this current episode, and I don't think I'm going to do an in house musical number. Although my guitar is close to hand. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's change that right now. Let's see if something will come out of my musical side of my brain. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we'll start with a K minor. Oh, that's that's uh, that's not the note I intended to produce, uh, but that's understandable, seeing as how I don't know how to play guitar. Uh, it's lucky that any sound comes out. Oh, it's quite a miracle, in fact. I can produce music from this guitar, despite having no idea how to play it in the proper way whatsoever. Uh, so let's try this again. Oh, I don't know what note that was, but I think it'll do. So we'll just repeat that. Now all we need are, are some words. Uh, let's see. Uh, turnip. Uh, ostrich. Leprechaun. Cat. Uh, another cat. Uh, perfunctory. Now uh, I've got the words and I've got the musical notes, but I don't seem to have formulated the song yet. So I think we'll, we'll put away the guitar for this week and uh, put that aside as a lost cause. Uh, I can't go right all the time, so sorry about that. And uh, well, we seem to have added an extra five minutes to the show, and that's absolutely fantastic. But I better not go on any further, or else I'll have to remove the word shorter than usual from the description. So goodbye. Email us at studio at intoyourhead.com. Online voicemail system. Intoyourhead.com. Sit, Kofi, sit. Good cat. Intoyourhead.com.